You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I want to use today's episode of the podcast to fix our eyes on Jesus, to focus on the person of Jesus Christ. And for me, this is an effort to help our hearts be ready for Easter. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I want to I want to take a look at a couple of the ways that Jesus uh, suffered the night that he was arrested. And I'd like to see if these identify with you, if any of the things that Jesus went through kind of resonate with your, with your experience. And the, the Bible teaches us that as we're following Jesus, we can have confidence that we're following a good high priest who knows how we feel. I mean, he took on flesh and became human. Human. And as a result, he understands our struggles, our temptations, our trials. He knows what it is to be in our shoes. So when I tell you that you have a good high priest, you really do. I want to, I want to pick up where I left off with my last reading. So this reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26. This is the story of the betrayal and arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I want to show, show you a couple of things that just stand out to me from what Jesus endured and how as believers we can we can understand that Christ really does get it. He understands how we feel. Verse 47. So while he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one I kiss is the man. Seize him. As he came up to Jesus, at once he said, Greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. Jesus said, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up, laid hands on Jesus, and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father and He will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the Scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. We know that Jesus suffered in the crucifixion, a mocking, a scourging, a beating. But I want to talk about what he suffered in the garden, betrayal and abandonment. And maybe you felt these things. Maybe you've been treated unjustly. Maybe you've been attacked. Maybe somebody has treated you like a robber when you've tried to be very righteous to them. If you have felt those ways, well, then you can identify with Jesus. And I hope it's comforting for you in your walk to know that Jesus did not shelter himself from these things. So let's dive in and take a look. First thing, betrayal. Judas comes and betrays him with a kiss. Judas, one of the twelve. 
a person that Jesus trusted. He let Jesus, Judas walk with him, and he taught Judas. Judas got to see miracles, and maybe Judas got to perform miracles. Judas kept the treasury. He was responsible for the money. We don't know exactly why Judas betrayed Jesus. Some people think it was for the money. Other people think that it was because he was just disenfranchised with Jesus. He was really hoping that Jesus would be a warrior king, Messiah, and run out the Romans. We really don't know exactly what motivated Judas. I think it's a collection of all those things above. But the the bottom line is Judas, who had a seat at the table for the Last Supper meal, who Jesus has just washed his feet, He betrays Jesus in the garden. What's remarkable to me is that when he does it, Jesus accepts it and even calls him a friend. Jesus said to him, friend, do what you came to do. Now, I don't think that Jesus had warm feelings towards Judas at this moment. I'm not suggesting that. And certainly Judas couldn't be trusted in this moment. But it's powerful to me that even in betrayal, Jesus still considers Judas a friend or would allow him to be so if he chose. That's powerful betrayal. A second thing is that Jesus attacked, like, not only is he attacked physically, you know, as people have come with swords and clubs, but, man, his character is maligned. So here comes the chief priests and the elders from the temple, people who are important, who have status, who've watched him teach every day, people who their judgment of him in the community is really important. And, and he has done nothing except heal the sick, raise the dead, teach, you know, feed the poor, cast out demons. Jesus has blessed. He's given so much from himself to bless. But these guys are coming to him in the darkness of night like he's a robber. And he calls them out on it. He said, look, what am I, a robber? You're coming with swords, clubs? Every day I've been in the temple courts teaching. You didn't arrest me there. No. They're coming at nighttime because their deed is dark. They know that this is not justice and it can't shine in the light of justice. So Jesus is being attacked, like literally, but also his character is being maligned. He's being treated as if he's some robber or insurrectionist. Has anybody ever totally misunderstood you? You loved and served them and you wanted to serve, but people that matter, people that should know better, in this case it's the chief priest and the elders, they continue to, they're fixed, they continue to be determined that you're, you're not good, that you're not for them, that you're evil or you're angry or you're off course. I don't know if you've ever felt like people just didn't get you, or maybe they even intentionally sabotaged your reputation, or maybe you even physically were attacked as Jesus was here. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but Jesus did. So if you have experienced it, I just want you to be able to identify with Christ who didn't dodge that. Like He he endured that. Not not only did He have to endure that for us, but He even de-escalated the situation. He's telling people to put their swords up and and stop all this. And powerful to me is that in Luke's gospel, you even get a picture that Jesus reaches out and heals the ear of the man who's who had his ear cut off. John tells you that the guy's name was Malchus and that Peter cut the ear off. And here Luke tells you that Jesus reaches out and heals it. So Jesus is de-escalating the situation. Jesus is healing his attackers even in a moment when he is being treated so unjustly that I'm just angry. Have you ever felt that way? I hope that you and I would have the strength to respond as Jesus did. And I'll tell you this, while you're licking your wounds and you're hurting and you're feeling abandonment, I hope that you'll resonate with the fact that you have a good high priest, Jesus, who loves and understands you if you've been treated 
unjustly. You know, the last thing that I see in this passage is that uh, he's abandoned. The disciples leave him. The other Gospels give you some dialogue and let you see that Jesus uh, sort of arbitrates for the disciples. I'm the one that you all want. Let them go. Really, Jesus saves his flock so that not one of them was harmed, except the son of perdition. Well, that being the case, in this moment, Jesus is abandoned, and he knew he would be. He's alone on the night that he's going to be unjustly tried, mocked and beaten, and the day before he's crucified. My heart's heavy for that, that Jesus looked up, and he was all alone. He was surrounded by enemies and betrayers, but his people, his disciples were far from him. Oh, that hurts me in a lot of ways. But it also makes me just want to reach out to Jesus and thank him for enduring that for me. And if you have ever had those lonely moments where you really do feel abandoned by people that you know have loved you, I want you to know that your good high priest understands. He identifies with you. So as we move closer and closer to the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, as we remind ourselves over and over again that we are Jesus' people, I just want us to walk out of this passage with a love for King Jesus Christ and appreciation of what He endured. Also, if you're in one of these hard spots, I just want you to know you're not alone. Your Savior has been there, and He'll never leave or forsake you, so you have a good high priest. Church family, God bless you. I love you. I can't wait to see you this weekend as we worship Jesus together. 